0: Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 90. John and Wendy talk to Greg Hawks. I'm your host, John.
1: <laughs> and I'm Wendy. And you probably needed to just, uh, you'll have to delete what I just let out there. When you said 90. <laughs> um, yeah. 90.
0: 90. Holy bleep. Wendy, 90. Oh, holy
1: shirt. Holy shirt. Uh, sorry, I didn't, I don't know why that just kind of caught me off guard. Um, but Wow. I'm excited, well, John.
0: <laughs> I am I, excited too, and we wanted to talk a little bit about kind of. Well, let's talk about how we got here, and that was yeah through chats and
1: yeah, Twitter chats, specifically. We,
0: yeah, Twitter chats, and 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 we met through Next Chat. Yep. The rest, they say, is history. Then we started <laughs> Nodded Sherm, and then we yep. went to started the Social Hour. And
1: chats are still out there, and it's it's great. The it's evolving a little bit. There's more options. Um, I was having a conversation online with, uh, Gemma today, um, about making, getting my list updated because it's been a while since I've updated that list of Twitter chats. Um, because there's been a lot of changes in the last year, um, new chats coming in, um, next chat changing. Um, so excited to see how that changes and evolves the conversation and the community because, you know, for us, and I know you feel the same way. That's, you know, that's how we've built the community that we've been able to put together on online, on Twitter. Um, it's made the podcast successful. And um, that ongoing connection, I think, is is so important. And that's one of the things that I just love about social media is that ability to keep in contact with people that, you know, even five, 10 years ago, you wouldn't have you, you wouldn't be in touch with those people. Um, but now now we are. You You stay connected. And I love it.
0: I think they, I think you're absolutely right. And I, I think it's certainly even over the last many years, you know, Next Chat was not the only chat that I was part of. I was part of Chat hashtag TChat forever, uh, rest in peace, TChat, uh, Twitter smarter. There used to be an employment law chat that I was the only non-attorney on that chat. And I had the best <laughs> time because they thought I was funny, not really understanding sometimes what they were talking about, but I tried. Sure. You know, there there are a lot of other great ones out there. And I think there may be some listeners that can't participate in our chat just because of the time or what have you, you know, the, the November chat that we're recording, let's pull the curtain back. We're recording yeah. in October, but uh, by the time that this show comes out, we'll have announced the the subject, the topic yeah. for November. I would love to have as, as many of you take part. If you haven't been able to take part in one, if it's not a time zone issue, give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, again, we really believe that we are a great entry point that, we try to make this just as fun and easy as, as we do with the show and would love to would love to have first timers, uh, yeah. especially here at the end of the year. Uh, November will be our last chat for the year. We'll pick it back up in January. And yeah, like yeah. you said, it's just a built the way it's helped us build the community and build the knowledge base. I mean, we've had some phenomenal guest hosts co-hosts with sponsors and we've had we've had some great conversations where i know i've learned a lot and it's been fun to see even to follow up and how did people do you know last year we talked about resolutions how'd you do and then seeing what people did throughout the year and did they maintain them and what have you right we're just gonna plug chats and it shouldn't be a surprise but again if it wasn't for if yes join us check it out give it a shot you have questions wendy we'll put it wendy we'll put in the show notes We'll put a link to your post about yeah. chats and what's out there so for people sure. can check them out, but check, check them out. Find give one a, that works you know, for give you. Give them a chance or two. Mm-hmm. Find, yeah, absolutely. Maybe it's not HR. Maybe it's about Twitter smarter or whatever it is. And but check don't be, one be out. afraid
1: to lurk. Don't don't be afraid to just sit back and watch and just like and retweet things if you're not feeling comfortable jumping in, because I know that's how I started. And, you know, if there's still that. We'll welcome you in. Most Twitter chats are very open and welcoming to Everyone and anyone, so come on in, join us.
0: Well, speaking of joining us, yes, really, really excited about tonight's guest. Oh, for sure. I met him several years ago at a Virginia Sherm Conference, and we had connected through social. and He came up and he said, "Aren't you John?" And yeah, aren't you Greg? And we chatted, and and that was for you know meeting the first time. Had a had a great opportunity to to visit again in in vegas at national and that's when we first started talking about hey man i'd love to have you take part in the podcast mm-hmm. when we can so i'm gonna do i'm gonna stop gushing so <laughs> you can make the introduction and we can get started
1: well i had the opportunity to first meet greg hawks this summer at sherm national not sure why it took us so long but that's all right it was great to to meet and chat with him briefly there um and looking forward to the conversation tonight we've already had some great laughs in the pre-show so um we're going to keep this brief Greg Hawks shapes environments where everyone gets to contribute their best daily. His leadership portfolio is packed with love and service, while his energy and optimism are contagious. Today, he's going to challenge us to think new thoughts, ask better questions, and have a great time. Greg, welcome to the show tonight. We're hey. so excited to have you. So what's in your glass? It's oh, so great to be here. <laughs> um, it
2: is just water tonight. Hey, eh, Water's just good. Drinking water. I have a currently a grape addiction, and so about every night I'm eating like three, four pounds of grapes. It is just wretched, <laughs> and so I am washing it down with water constantly.
0: <laughs> oh, something that's happened little, to me. Wait a little bit; it'll be wine. Greg. I was just gonna say. What, I know
2: that's what people are like. Are you sure it's grapes? Right. I'm like, I'm eating it in pre-wine form. <laughs> I'm getting that burst in my mouth. It's a, literally like the last month I've had to eat grapes on the road when I travel. I walk to a grocery store, I buy a bag of grapes, I come back to my hotel room, put them in the ice thing and I wash them off and I eat grapes in bed even traveling. Oh it's my a God, I don't I know what's it. going on.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Love
2: it. I'm caught up. So I've eaten I, before this, I ate some so I wouldn't be chomping and chewing while we were talking, so I just have ice water now. <laughs> We appreciate that, Greg. Very much.
0: I, that, I, I don't think we've might. had anybody snap on the podcast yet. Not that we've heard. Not that we've heard.
1: Oh, my God.
2: Not <laughs> that we've heard anyway. Oh, you would hear I get the crunchy. They're crunchy grapes.
0: Delicious. Okay. Fair enough. Well, so, Greg, you know, again, we we've, we talk about what you're doing now and, and how we met. How in the world, though, did you first get started down the speaking path and this focus on corporate culture?
2: It's been a fun little journey. I've had my own business for 10 years now. The 10 years prior to that, I was an executive director of a faith-based nonprofit that worked with teenagers. So I did a lot of volunteer. We had a summer camp that slept 840 kids a week, and we did multiple weeks of camp, a 65-acre campus. And so I used to hang out with thousands of teenagers every summer and then work with their leaders throughout the year Mentoring. I had mentoring networks and kind of leadership networks. And so I shifted off into my own business in 2009 and really just worked here in the state of Oklahoma, doing a lot of relational training with a for profit company that's downtown Oklahoma City. And I kind of subcontracted with other um, training groups. And so I basically, and then throughout that, then I got involved in our OKHR world. Here and um, some key people that I got connected with was in like 2011, 2012, and I just showed up. I spoke at a breakout, and it just started kind of snowballing from there. Being invited into companies uh, from that, and I thought, man, this is a great way to. And I and people were very positive towards me, and I and I I'm a pretty aggressive networker, and so over the course of the five years of just kind of hanging out in the state of Oklahoma. And then doing these one-offs where I would go to a state, like John, like you said, i just go to Virginia. Hey, I'm going to come to Virginia. I'm doing a breakout session. Show up, speak, hang out, talk to people, go home. And through that, build relationships. And over the last, ah, gosh, five and a half years now, I've been doing mostly keynotes. And, and, and the consulting was in that first five years. I was doing a lot of consulting. Now I don't do as much active consulting because I'm doing a lot of speaking. So it kind of looks a little different than that. So this 10 years, kind of localized training, getting connections in the HR SHRM world. And then the last five years, really just having lots of favor and people being very generous to invite me and um, getting on lots of stages and getting a lot of companies. So like the, the great thing about the HR community is they're like, hey, we like your messaging. Come bring that to our people. And so I do a lot of staff events kind of annual staff events or leadership gatherings for companies.
1: That's awesome.
2: I didn't think I'd leave you speechless this early on.
1: Well, it's, I mean, I'm just, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, one it's awesome. I love that you can bring your energy in so many different places and, and see so many things. And then on the other hand, part of me is like, oh my God, that sounds exhausting.
2: I don't ever feel that way because I'm obviously an extrovert. And so I'm energized by people like sincerely. And so I'll spend a whole, I mean, I get, I get tired flying on a plane, you know, where I've got my headphones on. I'm by myself. I just fall asleep on the plane all the time. Like people are surprised. I'm like, I don't talk to anybody on the planes. I don't make small, I don't talk at all. I get on the plane, have my headphones on, I fall asleep. Which surprises people because I'm a people person. I'm like, those are not the people I need to talk to. Total strangers. <laughs> I like talking to, talk to the total strangers in, in, in events where I know that there's some likeness right.
1: Right. commonality. No, so. I, I love it. I, I love your story. So let's talk a little bit about what you're seeing currently. What are some of the issues you're seeing when it comes to defining corporate culture? And what advice can you give those that may be facing similar issues?
2: The the greatest challenge I find is kind of twofold: the intentionality of crafting values that are usable daily, that are that really are able to be embedded without like just hype, but like these are legitimately who we are. They're not aspirational; they're kind of truly who we are as an organization. And the great challenge most organizations have with that is that the top leadership doesn't appreciate how long it takes for them to repetitively discuss their own personal challenges with living out those values and modeling culture. Because what what happens is, is, you know, people love people's stories and people connect with people who are transparent. And when you're craft, when you're being intentional at saying, this is who we are, this is how we are, this is who we want to be, having the leadership verbalize their struggles. Hey, this is, you know, we're, excellence is, you know, you pick some generic one. Excellence is one of our one, you know, I, f- I find I just get tired and I I just take shortcuts. And so I'm, I struggle with always kind of living out that value and us being that kind of person or, uh, you know, integrity. Yeah, I'm picking very generic ones, but companies tend to do that. Integrity. And, you know, sometimes I don't, I struggle with always being direct with some of my subordinates or even with some of my colleagues and peers that are other VPs or other leaders. I'm not as, I sometimes withhold, I'm not very candid. And so I know that's a lack of integrity. And I just, I struggle with that sometimes because I don't want to hurt people's feelings or I don't want to come off out of line or feel like, and so that is really what solidifies and lets it, the trickle down effect of people having language, people being able to discuss. Hey, if this is who we are, then why is this, then why is this not aligned with that? You know, and because leadership models the challenges that it means to make a culture truly values based, whatever those values may be for that organization. But once that happens, then it becomes kind of a permanent approach that permeates every department, every kind of level on the org chart, and it's really powerful, but it just takes longer than leaders think it should take, generally speaking, because then it requires them to be continually transparent, a little vulnerable, open, and admit that they have struggles, which sometimes people have a difficult time doing.
1: I I think that's true. Being able to um have the courage to stand up and talk about it. I think that's key.
2: Well it's the it's the wrestling. Honestly, like to help culture take hold to be it's people are verbalizing the struggle of having those values be legitimate and legitimized in every aspect of a business. And and but and that opens up lots of doors for then everyone on those teams to also Discuss those, how, how the values and how they're working with those, and how they play out, and what they look like, and what they don't look like, and, and it just takes a, it just
0: takes time. Greg, since I've got you on the show, I get to ask a question. That You've got is, me. I've got you, and I and I get to ask a question I've been wondering about for a while. <laughs> what <laughs> is up with <at> the rafts? <laughs> and for those of you that don't know what I I'm talking about, Gre- Greg has been known to give away rafts, full size, people sized rafts kayaks yes. big not big no they're rafts rafts, rafts yeah that, they're two that, man rafts I, in text I, I, I guess my question is what's up with <laughs> that and then how do those people get those things home it's a funny
2: story so kind of a few parts answer to the question i've given i've done over 50 now because i order them on amazon i direct ship them to where i'm going and so i was just ordering one it's like you're ordering the same thing and you're at like 52 now or whatever so I've given away a bunch of raps the last couple of years. I do a message called Navigating Workplace Rapids. And it is, it, it my ownership message are my two favorite and really the two most requested. And it talks about the three elements that create rapids, which are pressures, obstacles, and terrain change. Those are the three. And so the way I, my brain works, I apply those to the workplace. And we talk about how you navigate pressure, obstacles, and terrain change in organizations. And so I have this raft. And the third one then train change, kind of the crux of the message is I love obstacles. So that's the hashtag that goes with that message. That's kind of, I have everybody say it in the message. And I do a hard sell on why obstacles are our greatest assets. And so, but the, tr- the train change one, I kind of stand on the raft and I talk about the difference, how you navigate when life is going along here, then you are. Ah, you hit a big waterfall and then life is kind of at a new place down here. You're never going back to the old. So I stand and use it. And so I use it as a great little prop. And then at the end I do this heads or tails, which sometimes people like more than the whole message where we just flip a coin. People put their hands on their heads or put their hands on their tails and flip a coin. And we, in less than a minute, I can give it 500 people. We can just drop down to a winner of the raft. So that's how that works. And there is a gal in Arcadiana, Katie Anna, Louisiana, who is the reason I do it. I did this message. I don't know a few years ago there, and and I was giving away Starbucks gift cards. It was like a breakout session. So I was just doing a breakout session. It was the same. I was just I flew myself there, got in whatever, and she was like, "Man, I thought you were going to give away the raft." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> Her name's Maggie. She was, I mean Maggie. She's this girl. I said. I never even thought about that. Like I literally had a suitcase. I traveled with this thing and she was like, yeah. And I was like, I want to do that. That's a much better idea than giving away Starbucks gift cards at the end or whatever. I was doing in those breakout sessions. And so she was the prompter for it. And I've been doing it ever since and it's and people love it. And I'm telling you, it's weird how many people are like, I've got just the perfect place for this. <laughs> like people that live on a lake that have like ponds, they have like grandkids in a pool. I mean, literally it's, I get the strangest, like I would have never guessed this many people could use a raft, <laughs> but they do. I just. And typically, because it's at like a state conference, they've all driven. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm alone. I'm the only one that flies in. Right. So right. They're, they're, dri- they're they're driving all over, and so they just throw it in their trunk and away they go. I literally was in Helena, Montana on Tuesday, gave away a raft, and the gal was like, "I'm gonna put this to use." We have a business they're in. What do they do? She was like, "This will be so perfect for what we do." um it's it, it's constant it's not going away there's only going to be more raft giveaways in the future john <laughs> you, you need Go to figure ahead. out a way to brand them like sure. do they have you know, i need to get in text i mean yeah. i literally This the it's the company one company they're great rafts they're high quality they come with the pump they come with the paddles they come with the rope they come with the patch kit i yeah. love, them. I, Are
1: love tweeting at them I just
2: gotta figure
0: out a way to, you gotta figure <laughs> out a way to put your logo on yeah. it that's the gotta yeah yeah sure. gotta work with them on that for sure and that beats Steve Brown's lava lamp every day of the week. I have to tell yeah. you. The lava lamps aren't cool, <laughs> but rafts are sort of like a whole different level of cool. Like just whole just are. another, another level. level.
2: That's what I think too. I, I love <laughs> it. And I'm not kidding you. You'd be surprised how many people are like, here's exactly what I'm going to do with this. <laughs> I'm, I'm still blown away when people have immediate responses of usefulness for a raft. Because I always think, I don't know what I would do with this raft if I won it. <laughs>
1: Oh, I know what I would do.
2: I would go build a message and then go <laughs> talk about it. What would you do?
1: Oh, I have Girl Scouts. It, it would, See, it would, there you go. It would go in our uh, it would go in our storage shed, and we would get it out and we go to camp. But yeah, you know, you need to start. That's perfect. You need to start getting pictures and sharing it out with the, the of like the
2: after fact. Have them take yeah. a picture in your raft, what you're doing. Yeah. that's a good idea. I have all the winners' names yeah. still, and then that's you know, idea. and tag
1: the tag the manufacturer, and they'll get on board with getting your logo on there. You know they will. I mean, how much money have you spent with idea. them? That's not a
2: bad
0: idea. Well, a plenty with Amazon, right? Plenty. So, Sherm, twenty twenty, we expect to see a Greg yep. Hawks edition raft. Yep, I would love that. That'd be you awesome. You guys are inspiring me. I think I will.
1: I'll actually, sh- I'll show up for your for your session, no matter what time it is. If you're giving away a Greg Hawks raft, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you guys can help me speak at National Sherm, that would
2: be a delight. <laughs> they, they have rejected me and my raft for years. Oh. It just hurts. Oh. I know it. We'll see what we can I do. I know it.
1: We'll see what we can do. I mean, and speaking of that, you do speak at a lot of conferences, maybe not National Sherm, but lots of other conferences, and love love your instagram account with your selfies on the airplane that that does that just <laughs> crack me up. oh my god
2: there's another thing that's just kind of happened kind of organically and like oh crud now it's a thing <laughs> for my friends that know me you know it's kind of funny
1: but um so any any i got y'all choked up i know uh any memories of really good or bad experiences that you uh want to share with our listeners tonight
2: I have mostly good because I honestly I I see everything through a little bit of that filter. I can find the good. I do have a a really surprisingly bad that was a sherm conference in a state, and I literally when I left I said I will never come back here, which that's not usually kind of an attitude I have when I leave anywhere. I'm always like, oh man, you know, some it must have had something. I'm, I'm pretty gracious or. And it, and it simply had to do, since I do travel a lot and I see how a lot of different people operate, just with the disorganization of uh, apparently everyone in leadership that year. And I have a I have a lot of grace and mercy for the state Sherm because they change leadership all the time. Like every year new people are coming in and knowledge is being passed on and sometimes it's not. And so I'm like... I can't imagine running these conferences at the level people do. And they're all mostly volunteers. And they're all like, that's not what they, you know, some of them don't have the gift of hospitality. Some of them aren't really organized to the level necessary to run a conference. And so I understand all of that. But I do have one that was, they were so, uh, like, I don't think anybody ever even acknowledged I was there. And I was speaking like I was a keynote speaker. I, nobody knew where anything was. Nothing ran on time. It was just like that. Like if anything could go right, it didn't at that conference. So that's a bad memory, which I you know I, I don't share to who or where or what, but it's like I I vividly remember that. But I have lots of great memories. I was just at Ohio Sherm. Give a shout out to the Ohio Sherm. They run a tight ship of amazing um, fluidity of how that whole thing goes. But literally, I could go, I mean, there's Illinois, Lori. I was at Albany for the New York. They were really great. And I, and everybody has different models. So here's what I'll say that I'm always impressed by the the conference experiences, how many different ways people structure kind of content output and how they keep people engaged. So I'm usually kind of taking notes because I I like big group dynamics. I'm used to like I like operating things that have a thousand people at them and how you how traffic flow, how you manage people. I would say overall, I usually have just incredible experiences of smooth operations, funny people. Yeah. As as you guys know, like the uh, you know the more you get in, you go to a state and you're like. Well, he's the character of this. (laughs) Like there is like always individuals who whatever role like they've played, they've been around a while. Everyone knows them. And that's like true in every state. You know, like there are unique characters that just rise to the surface and then they apparently never go away. And really, they just have like such great community. And I literally go to different states and I think, oh, you're the of this state you know what i mean oh you're the that of this state and so it's kind of funny to see like that element that's true in a lot of different places expressed kind of similarly it really is cuz you feel like every place feels like they kind of got a corner on the market of their unique people and everybody is unique but the idea that those a unique character um and in my mind right now i'm thinking mostly of males who have kind of personalities that are not not always just loud but that are just really um distinct in who and how they are i'll leave it at that
1: well greg it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show the half hour question connection seriously are you ready for this
2: nobody told me this was
1: the favorite part no i gotta get my poop in a group get your poop Yes, get your poop in a group,
2: ah. <laughs> Wendy. Please ask your listeners to tweet you, or email you, or call you if anybody except the people in the Dakotas use that phrase.
1: You know, I we might have to hashtag it for this show. I, I
2: think we're going to hashtag oh, I know. it. <laughs> poop in a group. yeah, and we'll just see who says I've never, or you could even do a survey: who has used who that surveyed. phrase or heard that phrase. John, when was the last time you used the phrase poop in a group? Apparently no.
0: 25 <laughs> minutes ago when we first started recording. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll put it out tonight. Hashtag poop in a group is, I just don't know if I want that out there with my podcast. I don't know <laughs> how I feel
2: the brand that. association. The Dakotas, <laughs> yeah. listen, the Dakotas, you'll have the Dakotas come calling, baby. North we and will. South Dakota will be. All
1: 12 of us. Fair enough. All 12 of us. All right. So anyway, back <laughs> to the <podcast> here. <laughs> back to the favorite Great. part.
2: Yes, sorry. You're,
1: who? Okay, so who was your first professional mentor, and what was the most important thing you learned from them?
2: First professional mentor, I was young, probably mid twenties. Guy by the name of Robert Irons. Every week we went to City Bites, and we shared a sub. And the most important, he was a he was almost the polar opposite of me, um, as far as energy as far as outlook and his my great takeaway from him that literally is still a because it's really one of my greatest weaknesses is being able to value the process and exert purposeful patience in that knowing that working through a step by step by step by step by step process instead of I just want to get Right. That's my personality, my tendency. And the idea of but take, take one step, see what takes place. Take another step. Oh God, I just like I just hardly. And that literally, though, I, I have vivid memories of his wisdom and really the way he interacted with me because I was just exuberant, you know, youth, unbridled and just ridiculous most of the time. And he was just being patient for the sake of the process and what that produces is better than any
0: burst of energy I could bring in moments of passion. Greg, I know you meet a lot of people, but who's one person you've gained in your network in the last year that you think more people should know?
2: I know so that's a, that's tough for this year. I have a lot of people that I've known a while and I'm like, "Oh, I seriously, I love that. First of all, the question, I'm like, I wish I should I should do an introductory thing like that cuz I've got a lot of people from a variety of backgrounds. But to keep it in the HR space, um there is a gentleman who I just adore. We became friends uh this year he's in Spokane his name is uh, Michael Church he is a lawyer and he leads the Insherm out there the inland um northwest sherm chapter in Spokane and they're killing it by the way and he is the most um sincere genuine but like committed to other people one of the things i love about him is Just being around him, listening to him talk, he is constantly looking for ways to give other people opportunity that are in the HR space and really just in his community as a whole. And also just seems to be a really um, thoughtful uh, listening ear and a kind of willing to encourage people that are close to him and not so close. I'm just saying... A super, super good soul of a human being and a sharp, smart professional in what he does. And he serves people, from my take, generously and selflessly. And he's just got a great spirit of joy. Like he's just a good, good dude. So Michael Church, Spokane, Washington, Insurm.
1: If you could go back to the start of your career, what's one piece of advice you would give yourself based on what you know now?
2: Wendy, I don't like this question. I feel like we're close enough, I can tell you that. <laughs> I am. Opposed. People say there's no bad questions. I'm like, there's a few bad questions. And I think that's one of them. And I'll just, so I'm going to rephrase the question okay. as I also look to answer it. I am a fan of asking, because I, I, again, it, it's probably my own semantics, but I oppose addressing things that have no ability to be altered. Huh. So I prefer that question to be framed in the way of what would my 80-year-old self say to me right now about who I am and what I'm doing that affects him in the future? So I, I like speaking to future okay. self because past self is done and gone. So I'm like, what is in the future? What would the future self say to me about how I'm living right now that I should consider a second time, you know, so the past dude is just going to be like, you know, dream bigger, take better, bigger risk, be more aggressive. You know, it's just going to be all this stuff. It's like, okay, but I didn't. So here I am. Shucks. Dang it. Crud. Whereas future self is like, Hey man, why don't you consider inviting more people into your life to help you with your weaknesses? That's one, one of the things I think the future self would say to me right now is, it's not even a delegation. It's a expansion of vision because I can find myself. I, I am so fortunate. Like the, the the way I get to live my life right now. And honestly, most all of my adult life, I've had a really grand privilege to live out my calling in my career and in the business that I am. I, I get to kind of live purpose. And so I, I don't, some people have to have conflict with that or some people have to do that after work. My work life has always facilitated my sense of purpose. And so my future self, I think, would beckon and say, listen, man, if you're going to be where I like being here when I'm 80 years old, you've just got to expand the comfort level of inviting people to help you expand how you're
0: impacting humanity. Greg, how do you enjoy giving back to the HR community?
2: Um, you know, I love HR community. So here in my own state, I don't know if you know this, but I, people pay me money to go speak, which is a pretty great deal in our own state here. You guys know how it is. There's chapters. So like we have 13 different chapters in our state. And so they're all, they all do monthly meetings and even some of them hold their own um, smaller conferences kind of for their localized area. And so here in my state, I do any of those lunches for free, Uh, like I'll go and speak at just a monthly luncheon that they'll have that they need. Some of them are kind enough to make a donation to the uh, regional food bank. There's a a group down in Lawton who I love the group down there. They, they do a conference. They do their own every year. I go down conference. So I kind of do what I do for people is my business. I do for my local state here because the Oklahoma HR community has just been fantastic for me here. When I travel, here's, I feel like uh, sincerely, I do, I use Twitter. I feel like I, every HR conference I'm a part of, I assume the role of social media director. For that conference. And I'm like, I'm going to promote the crap out of these other speakers. I'm going to promote some of their local people. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure their conference has some potential to be a trending on Twitter when I'm there. So I am a magnifier of the worlds I go in when I'm there. And honestly, that's kind of what I can do when, when I travel into those spaces is just kind of bring everything I can to serve them when I'm there. So those are kind of the two ways I think about how I try to give to the people who are really gracious to me.
1: So what is your favorite movie?
2: Hmm, I'm going to have to go with what about Bob?
1: Oh, that is awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah. I harken backs to a, a long time ago, but that like, if I was like, what movie? if I just randomly, ah, i probably go with what about Bob? Baby steps, baby steps.
1: Yep. Baby steps.
2: How about your favorite musician or band?
1: Uh, my ultimate
2: favorite band is always The Clash. And so like I grew up in an era where I just loved The Clash. The, the current folks that I dig are the Revivalist, Technicolors, Fratellis, kind of that vein. And, and Jack White. I like I like old Jack White in all of his incarnations.
1: How about a favorite TV show? We do
2: a, we do a lot of Netflix, but you know, like if I had to say, like, gosh, the last decade, my son and I watched a lot of psych. And I would probably have to say, like, one of all time favorites is psych, the eight seasons or whatever it is of Sean and Gus (laughs) and their adventures would probably be. And then we're, we're a parks and rec family also. We just put it on, let it roll and it can just, Leslie Nope can just. Go on forever here, Ron, and, and the whole crew of us like when we just like, well, what should we do? Let's put, just put that on. And so late nights on Saturdays, it'll just roll for hours.
0: But so Psych, Parks and Rec, those kind of those shows. I think we talked about Psych before, maybe when the movie, one of the oh, movies came gosh. out. Yeah. And there's another that, one coming the out. First...
2: There's another one coming out. Yes. Did
0: you know that? Yeah, because Lassie, Lassie's going to be in it because he's well now. He'd I had know, a stroke wasn't that or whatever bizarre? was the last time.
2: That was so yeah.
0: weird. Psych was the first movie that – or first TV show, rather, that we watched, I'd say, as a family, like the first kind of grown-up show that my boys watched with us.
2: Yeah. In other words,
0: you know, we were kids. We'd watch Disney or Nickelodeon stuff. Yeah. But Psych was one where we all started watching it as a family. And so it was fun to go back and revisit those.
2: Yeah. It's silly. So silly. And so many great catchphrases. Like in our family, we just used to, you know, use a
0: lot of their lines. So many great lines. My, my son has a T-shirt with a pine- pineapple on it. Says, "Come on, son! Come on, son! Come on, son! Come on, son. Come, on, son. Come, on son.
2: come on, son! I'm a sympathetic crier."
0: Well, when you're not watching "What About Bob," listening to the Clash, or watching Psych, <laughs> what else? What else do you like to do outside of work? I
2: uh, I like work. I like hanging out with people. I run. That's one of my favorite kind of outlets. Is I've. I just, I run just kind of sporadically in the more anytime during the day. And then like I've done here, just in Oklahoma City, we'd have a marathon. So I've ran the OKC marathon three times full and then four or five times I've done the half. And so I kind of always, I'm just in a groove now to run the half marathon here, getting out running, anything outdoors. Our family, when we do our family vacations, we're more mountainous hiking, exploring, adventures. That's it. Running outdoor activities.
1: So finally, Greg, if you weren't doing um, corporate culture, speaking that kind of thing, what do you think you'd be doing professionally?
2: I would either probably revert to going and hang out with teenagers. I find a lot of joy, thrill, hope from being with teenagers, kind of just that, that segment of life. I just love being around. It's, it's audacious. It's ridiculous. It's scary. And it's just out of control often. So I love that environment. Or I would be a rafting guide <laughs> and I would never shower. And I would wear the same clothes for an entire summer. And I would go down the river and I would talk to different people every day in my boat. I'd be like, what's up? It's a new day. Same river, new people, same raft and same clothes. So it'd be one of
0: those two. Greg, we're we're glad you're not doing that, uh, because if you were, we wouldn't have you with us. Pulling back the curtain, we've recorded two shows tonight. Yep. This is probably the most, I know Wendy has said it's probably the most, she's laughed in a while. It's the <laughs> first time I've ever felt like I've totally lost control of this show. It's not a it bad back. thing.
2: Get it back, John.
0: And we've had, we've had a technical yep. glitch that I will not show up, but it, we, we knew it happened. But it, it it has been an absolute joy, and, and I'm so glad you've been here. For those listeners that don't know you, that after this, they're going to want to, what's the best way for them to reach you out there on social? The best way
2: to reach me is hawksagency.com, just a website, hawksagency.com. My primary social media is on LinkedIn. And so, you know, you just, Greg Hawks, or you just go to the website, hawksagency.com. It has all the social media connections there. You know, and I use Twitter to interact with people, Instagram to you know, do some personal and travel stuff. And then LinkedIn is where like most of the business
0: kind of stuff takes place. We'll have that in the show notes. Wendy, how about you? How can the listeners find you out there?
1: Best way to find me is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. Daily is D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And of course, fourth Sunday of each month, please join us on Twitter at 7 p.m. Eastern time for our monthly Twitter chat. How about you,
0: John? com. Top left-hand side of the screen, three little lines. Open them up. You'll find access to all my social accounts there. If there's an episode you haven't heard, Listen, rate, download, review, anything you could do to share, we always appreciate. Greg, again, appreciate you being with us tonight. So for the HR Social Hour Half Hour podcast, I'm John.
1: And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect,
0: give back, and network. network. Take care, everybody.
1: We'll see you soon.